This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses spoke to all the people, saying, A prophet like me will the Lord your God raise up for you from among your own kin. To him you shall listen. This is exactly what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb, on the day of the assembly when you said, Let us not again hear the voice of the Lord our God, nor see the great fire any more, lest we die. And the Lord said to me, This was well said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their kin, and will put my words into his mouth. He shall tell them all that I command him. Whoever will not listen to my words, which he speaks in my name, I, will, I myself will make him answer for it. But if a prophet presumes to speak in my name an oracle that I have not commanded him to speak, or speaks in the name of other gods, he shall die. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm. If today you hear his voice... Harden not your hearts. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us acclaim the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us joyfully sing songs to him. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord who made us. For he is our God, and we are the people he shepherds, the flock he guides. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Oh, that today you would hear his voice. Harden not your hearts as at Meribah, as in the days of Massah in the desert, where your fathers tempted me. They tested me, though they had seen my works. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. A reading from the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Brothers and sisters, I should like you to be free of anxieties. An unmarried man is anxious about the things of the Lord, how he may please the Lord. But a married man is anxious about the things of the world, how he may please his wife, and he is divided. An unmarried woman or a virgin is anxious about the things of the Lord, so that she may be holy in both body and spirit. A married woman, on the other hand, is anxious about the things of the world, how she may please her husband. I'm telling you this for your benefit, not to impose a restraint upon you, but for the sake of propriety and adherence to the Lord without distraction. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Then they came to Capernaum, and on the Sabbath... Jesus entered the synagogue and taught. The people were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. In their synagogue, 
was a man with an unclean spirit. He cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus rebuked him and said, Quiet, come out of him. The unclean spirit convulsed him, and with a loud cry came out of him. All were amazed and asked one another, What is this, a new teaching with authority? He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. His fame spread everywhere throughout the whole region of Galilee. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Carla, we are in the fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time, and I wanted to point out a great feast day that on January 31st, that of St. John Bosco. Uh, He was born in Turin, Italy in 1815, really spent much of his 73-year life uh, in that city as a parish priest. And he was really known for working among the poor working boys and trying to unite them with spiritual, with a spiritual life. Uh, he really wanted them to earn, uh, have learn a trade. Uh, so he kind of became known as a you know vocational instructor. And uh, he also is now known as the patron saint of Catholic publishers and youth. And he was canonized in 1934. So, oh, that's not, that's recent. Yeah. 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 And it's great. You know, thinking about the vocational life, we have such a need for tradesmen. Um, it's uh, Franciscan University in Steubenville has actually a Catholic program of trade. So if anyone's listening or if anyone has other ones that they know are interested in a very good Catholic trades program, uh, look them up. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, in our fourth Sunday today from the book of Deuteronomy, I want to kind of couch this with, you know, we talk about the Lord's authority here and, you know, the Lord's authorities have manifested in many ways. In the Old Testament, we saw the authority of the prophets. Uh, Today in the New Testament times, we have the church and the church relies on scripture, tradition, apostolic tradition and magisterium. And those are things that we need to listen to in order to receive the fullness of God's teaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so in this reading, uh, Moses, he's assuring the Israelites that God is with them and that he will continue to be with them. And he tells them that after he dies, that they're going to have a new leader that's going to be chosen by God, a leader who will speak to them on behalf of God. And he also warns those who reject the new leader that they will also be rejecting God. Exactly. And let's move to this bottom or the end of this in terms of rejection of God. There are two things here I think are really important. Uh, one is it says, um, whoever will not listen to my words. So I think that is then important or an honest on us when we, we will have to answer to God for the times we did not listen, right? So we have that obligation to listen. Now, who do we have an obligation to listen to? <laughs> Again, as I mentioned, it's the church, it's the scripture, the tradition, the magisterium, this, this solid deposit of faith that we have been given that I think comes to the next section. But if a prophet presumes to speak in my name, an oracle that I have not commanded him to speak or speaks in the name of other gods, he shall die. So think about the responsibility that popes and bishops and priests have throughout the ages have had that responsibility to bring that solid, true, one, holy Catholic and apostolic faith to us. Of course, we see with uh, in the past Martin Luther 
Um, of course, today, German bishops, we, you know, we have a lot of problems even within the church today. We need to root that out to bring solid Catholic teaching to be indeed a unified body of Christ. So we have a responsibility not on ourselves, but we also, I think, those in authority and even say me as a father, I have a responsibility as one in authority over my children to bring that truth. So it is not only just popes, bishops, and priests, but also those who have authority. How important that is and important this reading is today. Well said, yeah. yeah. The second reading today is from the uh, letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Yes, in this passage, St. Paul comments on the advantages of being married and of being single. He's not siding with one or the other. So there's this question about marriage and remaining in the virginal state. And this all stems from a letter that St. Paul received, I think, about a year or so before he even wrote this letter. And it was a, it was a letter from that he got from the Church of Corinth. And it was regarding the sexual relations. And, and they were asking that there was some kind of a law to not touch a woman. Go back to... Um, uh, the same chapter, but verse one, and it and it addresses it directly. Um, but it, it's an understanding that this was misconstrued, and Saint Paul is addressing that error throughout this entire chapter. And to gain a better perspective on what Saint Paul is saying, really go back to the beginning of chapter seven and just read through it. And in these verses, Saint Paul is not declaring the single state of life to be more virtuous than marriage. Uh, he's just offering his opinion and the challenges that come with both. Yeah, and, and talk about some priestly celibacy and, and, and the vocation of a priest. I think, unfortunately, today, celibacy is often defined by what someone gives up rather than what someone embraces. Yeah, right. right? I mean, the, the priest and, and the religious and those who uh, embrace this uh, virginity for the sake of the kingdom embrace something very beautiful. And, you know, so those who renounce marriage for the sake of the kingdom of heaven— don't do so because marriage is bad. Like you're saying, marriage is a good thing. But because the goodness in this renunciation makes it a valuable and generous gift to God. That's what's so beautiful about this. And and it comes down to the reality that, you know, we are created male and female. So thus, our sexuality is primarily a matter of being and not behavior. Um, you know, when you fill out your application or your interview application online and they say sex, it's not like a yes or no question, right? <laughs> right? Kevin. It's, it's, a, it's a male or female. It's right. a statement of being, exactly. right? Right. So, so, and and celibacy and marriage don't compete against each other. Right. Both are beautiful. They rely on each other. They elevate one another. And both of those vocations come from the vocation of marriage and how beautiful that is. So, another thing I think it's good to kind of think about is that you know ordination isn't a right. It's a response to a gift. And of course, the sacrifice of the mass, which is mainly the priest as a mediator on, on this sacrifice. Uh, you know, I, I had a, actually a conversation a number of years ago with a lady who really couldn't get past the fact that, hey, if a man can do it, a woman should be able to do it too. And it really, and it was a struggle and hopefully we had a good conversation. But again, it's not the fact that a woman has a right to this or right. a man has a right to this. It's not, it's responding to this gift that God calls men because Christ as a man says, I want you to be a mediator between man and God. And I want you to offer up 
in Persona Christi what I offered up in the sacrifice of the Mass, that first Eucharist. Right. And so again, don't look at it as a rite. It's just a response to a gift because believe me, men are, <laughs> men are not more holy than women. I think it's reverse. It's just the opposite. You can only go look at the news and find out the fallen nature of, of males. And if it wasn't gender-based, wouldn't, wouldn't our Blessed Mother have been appointed a priest? I mean, seriously. Oh yeah, exactly. Was, yeah. I mean, who yeah. was the most holy of all, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this is definitely a gender issue. Yeah, right? and most holy of all of all created creatures, yes. I should say. Yes, yes, yes. yes. And another thing, again, is, of course, ordination or the celibacy is we call it a discipline of the church, not a doctrine. Mm-hmm. But I do want to provide a piece of uh, reading. This is from Father Caccini, uh, and this is a seminal work that he did. And I think the title is The Apostolic Origins of the Priestly Celibacy of the Priesthood or something like that. That <laughs> sounds close, Father Caccini. But basically, he goes back all the way to June 16th, 390 AD, where several bishops met in Carthage. And this is what the bishop said in back in AD 390. Those who are in the service of the divine sacraments observe perfect continence so that they may obtain in all simplicity what they are asking from God, what the apostles taught, and what antiquity itself observed. Let us endeavor to keep. The bishops declared unanimously, it pleases us that all bishops, priests, deacons, gardens of purity abstain from conjugal intercourse with their wives so that those who serve at the altar may keep a perfect chastity. And so all the way back to 390 AD, we see this history and how beautiful that really is. Yes, it is. Well, we have the gospel today from uh, Mark. Yeah, and Mark is telling us that when Jesus taught in the synagogue, people were astonished because he taught as one having authority, not as the scribes. You know, have you ever listened to a lecture or a presentation where the speaker delivered facts, but something just fell flat, like the presenter either wasn't fully engaged or didn't fully understand the topic being presented? Not to say that there wasn't good information, but just that it lacked authenticity. And then compare that to a talk where the speaker is giving a firsthand account about an incident or event that they personally experienced. We'd hear details that only could only be known by an eyewitness or someone who was an actual participant. And I think that that's what caused the astonishment to the people that were gathered in the temple that day. They heard that quality of authenticity when Jesus taught. And after he drove out the demons, Mark tells us that all were amazed and asked each other, what is this, a new teaching with authority? They were amazed because Jesus commanded the unclean spirits with a voice of authority and those demons obeyed him. The people gathered that day instinctively knew that his authority wasn't of human origins, that that kind of authority could only come from God. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through matradayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.